this tent And there you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years Love one knows just how hard you want to. But now it shows in one shining moment. It's all along the line. In one shining moment, they're frozen in time. All right, get ready. Get ready to make money on a sweet 16. Uh, right now, we are 31, 30 and 21, 59%, 52.5% break even. Three or four days, we made profit. I was 58% regular season, 58% uh, conference champion, now 59%. I'm usually 70%. So, what am I missing? I'm down by 11 points. Uh, there's no excuses, right? In sports betting, no excuses, period. Uh, so you got to do some soul searching, some Hawthorne effect, whatever you uh, track and measure your improvement performance by 10 to 20%. So we're looking to go 69%, 79%, right? Uh, I have an MBA security licenses, clients that are worth $50 million. And what we do with sports betting, the same process we use to pick a stock, which I use uh, fundamental analysis. Uh, it's the same way uh, we approach betting on games. All right? So we're going to go through these games. We have Chad and Scott. What are your uh, thoughts, guys, heading into the game tomorrow? going to be a um, – I think it's going to be a lot of defensive games as the first weekend uh, panned out. Iowa State, Miami, um, you know, some other teams too. There's going to be a lot of uh, low shooting, low slow-paced games in the NCAA tournament this weekend, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, we got an interesting week here. You know, there's – a lot of games this week where I could see both teams, you know, potentially winning it all, you know, it's sweet 16 time. It's that type of time where, you know, the teams are matching up that, you know, they, any team could, you know, that, that can get pulled out the win could, could go on and win it all. So it's that time of year and it's going to be, it's going to be a good, good weekend for sure. Right. You know, big thing between fundamental analysis, the technical analysis or fundamental analysis guy, nobody's ever gotten rich for technical analysis. People have gotten rich for the mental analysis. And Scott, you coached 30 years. Uh, within fundamental analysis, corporate governance, right? Who's the CEO? Who's the talent in the corporation? And you use that's one of the factors you use to evaluate. Sweet 16. Uh, I think a lot of coaches involved. You got Jay Wright won national titles, Dushesky's won national titles. And those guys are going to have game plans and schemes they haven't used all year. And that gives them a huge advantage this weekend. What do you think, Scott? I agree. I mean, look at the look at the Duke game by itself. Shapsky against the against the first year coach at Texas Tech. 
coaching mismatch for sure. Been through it many, many times, Sweet 16. He's gotten there a ton of times. Um, so I think he knows how to get his team ready, and, and I think they'll, be, they'll definitely be ready to play in a high-intensity Sweet 16 game. So, Big time. All right. Uh, thanks to Dylan Kelly, man. He did a lot of good research. Uh, we can't make him without him. Probably, I lose money 40% without help this year because every year is different. Just because I mean 70% historically. Fast performance is not indicative of future results. Uh, Arkansas, Gonzaga. Gonzaga is about a 9.5 uh, favorite. Uh, Coach Musselman, he thinks he the best strength and conditioning coach, too, in the country. Even if it's not, I think it gives him a mental edge. I remember them wearing down Nevada. Nevada had a great team. Uh, they wore him down. Uh, the, uh, no, actually, he was a coach at Nevada, and they were wearing down teams that were playing in the NCAA. Huge comebacks at the end. Yeah, they beat Loyola Chicago that one year. Because he believes in it. His players believe in it. Again, uh, Zega is never too deep. Uh, coach Musselman coached in the NBA. His dad was a coach. Minnesota Golden Gophers, Big Ten, won the Big Ten title. Uh, he's not going to get out coached by Mark Few, even though Mark Few is a Hall of Fame coach. Musselman can also be a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, they have better athletes. Maybe they have better basketball players. Arkansas has better athletes. Primo coach for time to prepare. Give me those. My wife, she's from Florida, so she called them the Art Kansas. Give me the Arkansas Razorbacks plus 10. What do you guys think? I'm in agreement. I think um, you know, Gonzaga hasn't really shown up and blown a team out, and I don't think they're going to do it here either. I think Gonzaga's going to struggle with, with Arkansas early in the game, and I think it's going to be almost like a Memphis type of game where it was close right up to the end. So I look for Arkansas to cover cover this game for sure. It's a big number. Yeah, but I agree. I think this is way too many points here. Big number. Um, you know, I think Arkansas – could potentially win this game coming down to the wire. If they, they could do enough at the end, would not be surprised if they won. So, yeah, I think taking them here with the points, getting 10 points, I love it. All right. Uh, in that game, you always got to see where these games are at. Uh, this game actually gives Gonzaga advantage because it's on the West Coast, San Francisco. But at $50 million a year, uh, Arkansas can charter a flight that can mitigate that. Villanova, multiple national championships. Uh, he, he knows Phil Martelli. He knows what Phil Martelli is going to do, the strategist for Michigan. The Big Five, right? They play every year in Philadelphia. Temple, St. Joe's, uh, Villanova. So it's funny. Old coach St. Joe's. Uh, you get, again, time to prepare. When you got a great coach like this, you give him time to prepare. Jay Wright. He is the most detail-oriented uh, coach, businessman out there. He's going to have every detail. Michigan struggled. You're talking about Villanova that was up there for the regular season title in the Big East and won the Big East tournament. All right? I like Villanova in five. What do you guys think? All right, so final note on the Michigan game is that in the first two games, they committed 15 turnovers. 
they commit that level of turnovers against Villanova, they will get blown out. <laughs> uh, Villanova catches in on mistakes and turnovers. In the North Alton, Villanova, Michigan, Villanova runs five. All right, so we go to San Francisco. Texas Tech minus one against Duke. Andrzejewski has been coaching 40 years. Uh, all the film that Texas Tech has been watching, it's worthless because Duke is going to come out with a whole new game plan for the Sweet 16. Each level, Andrzejewski comes out with something new. That's why he's been to so many Final Fours. That's why he's won so many national titles. So look for that. I mean, he didn't pull out the real Duke offense till five minutes left in the game against Michigan State. They scored 20 points. They go from being seven down to up by eight, right? And Izzo's a Hall of Fame coach himself. And he couldn't make an adjustment because Duke had not done this all year. Believe me, Michigan State, $45 million for the Big Ten. Izzo has an assistant, a grad assistant, watching all the other teams' games and making a chart of all the schemes. That what Duke did in the last five minutes was not on there, right? And, you know, that's why it was like I tipped my head to them. I had stuff they hadn't seen, right? <laughs> so two old coaches, guys who won national titles. We're like, I like Duke in this situation. <coughs> because of that and the refs. The refs are going to subtly give Krzyzewski an advantage. And then it's a big coaching mismatch. I like the coach at Texas Tech, but his only head coaching jobs he's had has been like in junior college, right? And he was there as a favor to Chris Beard because he recruited a lot of junior college guys. He's like, oh, talk so-and-so and so-and-so to go to Texas Tech. I'll give you an assistant job, make you 300 grand. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Now he's the head coach going against the chest, <laughs> right? Life is crazy. Uh, big coaching mismatch, Duke minus one. What do you guys think? I'm with you. Uh, coaching mismatch, Shevsky's been here a million times. He knows exactly what to do. Duke is a very athletic team. They can score in spurts. This game will go over the total. Um, I, I foresee it being a high 70s type of game. So I think Duke is going to pull it out in the end. And I think one point is basically almost like a pick em game, um, which is what, what you get. And then if that's the case, my money is always going to go on Krzyzewski in this type of scenario. So right. I like Duke, and I love the over. And the assistant is taking over for him too, right? He won a national title as a player. Graduated from Duke, smart guy. Uh, yep. His infrastructure of staff has more depth. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm with you guys. I mean, uh, yeah, Chad's breaking up. He's in Montana. He's in Montana playing arena football. And the talent advantage. You know, they had one. Um, you know, Anthony finally. Right, can you can you can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? No, we can. Oh, okay. You know, so I was just saying that I, I I'm I'm with you guys. We got better talent um with Duke and we got the coaching advantage with Duke. And it's just Shesky's final year and getting the calls from the rest is even another edge. So 
um, yeah, I like I like Duke here a lot. So Duke minus one, right? So we've made profit and we made so fifty nine percent supposed to be sharp. We're there, but we want more than one seventy percent, eighty percent, because it's business and you know like the war in Ukraine. You can't take anything for granted. Any income you can make, you got to do it. All right, I'm gonna read from Bill and Kelly's notes on Houston in Arizona. It's gonna be a barn burner. Offensive rebounding. Houston has the third best offensive rebounding team in the country. To listen to the previous podcast, we tell you the elements uh, to look for statistics in picking NCAA games. That's why we made money three out of four days. That's why we made money overall. Uh, 31 and 51, 58%, 52.5% is break even. Uh, Houston is missing two players, two other better players. I think this is where it's going to hurt. Uh, I was impressed with Arizona. The assistant it was the head assistant for Mark Few, right? So he's been in a couple Final Fours. Uh, he branched out on his own. He's making four or five million dollars over there at Arizona for a reason. Very impressed during the Pac-12 season. He was developing his post players. Uh, you have developmental programs, which Gonzaga is, and then you have Lublet programs. Then you have Nick State, right? Nick State in Alabama. He's not only a blue blood, but he develops players too, right? Cronin uh, doing that at UCLA. Uh, that was the problem with the previous UCLA coaches. They were blue blood, but they weren't developing NBA players. Uh, ben Holland did a little bit with, you know, Kevin Love, so on and so forth. Uh, Westbrook. But other UCLA coaches didn't. Uh, Lavin, that's who I was thinking about. Lavin, he coached with Gene Cady with uh, Planter, whatever that guy's name is at uh, Purdue. Uh, man, Ralph Sampson, or what's Kevin, Kevin Sampson? What a coaching job. He coached in the NBA. I remember him coaching Washington State with no players. He used to get in the NCAA. Uh, great coaching job. He's teaching his son how to coach. He has a lot of money for Keta, who gave a billion dollars, a billion with a B to Houston University. Sports, earmark for sports, nothing else. Academics, nothing. He owns the Palms. He's in the sports betting industry. He owns uh, betting apps, right? Strange but true. <laughs> you got to wonder about the refs here in San Antonio, right? Uh, but I like Arizona because of the depth. Uh, alumni group, they like to pay off refs too. <laughs> Bidding more. Uh, and they like to intimidate the rest of the crowd. They travel well, not that far. So they just have a lot of talent. Now, those, I'm worried about these European guys, Eastern European guys, because there's war on their doorstep. And I hate to say it. It could be wrong. You guys can correct me. I don't know if the European players sometimes lack toughness. Sometimes they don't, right? Petrovic was one of the most Eastern European guy who was one of the most toughest guys I've ever seen. But in general, especially in college, I bet against European players. But Gonzaga uh, and, you know, St. Mary's knows how to coach these guys, how to Americanize them. So maybe he's doing that in Arizona. Uh, so I like Arizona in this spot because Houston's missing players. I like them minus the one. And you guys like them under the 145. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I like this game under 145. I think um, 
you know, Arizona's shown they can score in this tournament. Um, Houston, on the other hand, don't don't know. The depth's going to definitely be tested against Arizona. Arizona's going to get up and down against them. Um, so we're going to see how this, how the stamina for Houston holds up in this game. Um, and I, I don't foresee them holding up very well. So I, I think Houston's going to be a tired team going into halftime. So I could see Arizona winning this game by double double figures, mid-double figures, and I think it's going to go under. So I don't think Houston's going to be able to score. I think they're going to be a tired team. So Right. A big uh, differentiator in NCAA games is backcourt play. So Houston's missing two backcourt players. And this is something people get wrong about Arizona. I've seen it. I don't watch ESPN. The little that trying to get to the news, to try to, I've seen this myth about Arizona. The reason Arizona is high scoring is because – they, once they get a turnover, they turn into Paul Westhead. Remember Paul Westhead? They, they make an emphasis of making sure they score, yep. and they're really aggressive after a turnover. So they get a lot of tips, a lot of, you know, they dive for balls, steals, and they put a different offense that they don't normally have to penalize the other team for turning the ball over. So if you're missing yards, and their scheme is to turn the ball over. And what's Arizona's work is 27-3. But a coach who's just finished off being an assistant on Final Four teams, like Arizona. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I uh, I like Arizona a lot here, and I think this one's going to go under as well. Um, you know, Houston, I think, is going to try to slow it down and play a, a defensive-style game because they know that's their only way to compete with Arizona here. And I think if it's a, if Arizona only wins by three or four points or if Arizona wins by 15, 16, I, uh, I think it goes under either scenario. So I like the under and I like Arizona here to get the win. Well, that game against Notre Dame helped them, right? Because that's the way Notre Dame had to do, against, mm. you know, against Arizona. Uh, and they were in control of that game, right? Uh, never should have gone into overtime. All right. So that's in. San Antonio. Then Friday, we go to Philadelphia. Uh, it's midnight, right? Winners coming for St. Peter's, Purdue minus 12. Gift for Purdue. This is going to be Purdue and that guy. Uh, it's with a P. I want to call him Planter. He has a weird last name, but he's a great coach. Even talent, he wins with an advantage. He has a great shot. I think this is his best shot ever to get into the Final Four, at least in the Elite Eight. They're going to take advantage of it. Uh, I think they're going to get the reps calls because of the Big Ten contract, all that money. Right? And these guys, if they're not Big Ten refs, they're never going to get a Big Ten ref assignment if they mess up this game against St. Peter's. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, man. I, so I the think... clock strikes. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Chad. Oh yeah, so right. I was saying, man, the, the clock's definitely going to be striking midnight here on um, on St. Peter's. Um, I just, I mean, you got seven foot four Ed, you got six foot eleven Travion Williams. Every single guard they play is six six. Um, I mean, the length and the size that St. Peter's is going to have to overcome here. I mean, it's just, it's such a huge gap, and it's just nothing like they, they've seen up to this point. Uh, Murray State didn't have this kind of size or length at all. Um, you know, Kentucky, Kentucky did have that type of style, but, you know, Purdue is longer and bigger than Kentucky. So um, I think it's just going to be overwhelming for them and, and the clock strikes midnight. And another thing, too, it's almost 100%. When 
a coach. Yeah, I'm gonna piggy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, uh, when a coach has a five million dollar job somewhere else, they always lose the last game. It's like bowl game, where the coach is missing. Uh, both New Mexico State, that they they both wanted to win that first game, and they're like, okay, I'm out. We're not a blue blood. You know, I'm not gonna get any more money anything for winning the second game. Both teams lost, even though uh, New Mexico State pro- probably was better prepared than um, Wichita State was. And he's going to have money for uh, strength and assistant conditioning coaches. Those guys were fat. Can't have fat conditioning coaches. You'll <laughs> uh, have it at LSU, have guys that are in a trade versus the fat guys out of Wichita State or at uh, Murray State. All right. Providence. Yeah, and keep keep in mind with the uh, with the St. Peter's team, they had the perfect storm on the first weekend. Kentucky. Right. Kentucky, their mind. They had the perfect. The uh, St. Peter's team had the perfect storm. Kentucky, point shaven. Murray State, dead tired team. Murray State never had energy in that game. So, the St. Peter's team is going to run run out here um, in terms of their success. So, Big time. So the next game we got is in Chicago, Providence. Ed Cooley won his first Big East regular season title. This is the best talent I've seen this man have. Uh, he, he's growing as a coach. He's, he has assistants. He has mentors out there. Uh, they tank the bees tournament for this. Uh, Bill Self, that epic run we had in Vegas, <clears throat> we made a lot of money. We, uh, these two beautiful women saw that we were cashing tickets and they started hanging out with us. And what I remember was we were betting against Kansas, and they're like, Yes, Kansas can't cover for shit. <laughs> Phil Self doesn't cover. Uh, week to prepare for Ed Cooley. Phil Self will win the game. That's what he does. He wins games, but he doesn't cover spreads. Uh, I like Providence plus eight against Kansas. Kansas win. Providence covers. The Big East regular season champs. What do you think? I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna take Providence in this situation. I think. Um... I think Ed Cooley is going to have the game plan um, to beat I'm Kansas. Did I miss me? Yeah, but I'm taking Providence to win the game outright. Oh, I think they're going to win this game. Providence on the money line. Woo! Yes, I'm going to take Providence on the money line because I think Kansas was lucky to get by Creighton. I, I think they they let Creighton stay in that game far too long, and I think that Providence is a better team than Creighton and I think they're going to they're going to come in with a game plan against Kansas they're going to expose Kansas's weaknesses and for for a lot of these tournaments Bill Self loses games that nobody expects and I think this is going to be one of those games he loses when nobody expects it so I'm I'm taking Providence on the money line and I'm gonna short take them with the points, and I'm gonna say it's gonna it's gonna be an under type of game, because I think Providence is gonna impose this slow, 
down Will against Kansas. So I I like Providence all all along in this game. I think this is a good matchup for them. Right. Uh, Kansas has an advantage with offensive rebounding, according to the research Dylan did. Uh, Kansas' uh, defensive efficiency. Now, the reason I'm picking Kansas to win the game is because he got Bill Self got an unexpected player, Remy Martin. Remy Martin, basically the MVP of the Pac-12 last year. He was supposed to go in the NBA. He's a high-level guy, and he's coming off the bench for Kansas. He's giving him unexpected depth, and he's giving him an MVP player of the year type talent, right? That's hard for a Hall of Fame coach like Self to mess up. And that's going to give him the edge because Cooley's still a Big East, Hoya Paranoia type where he limits the scoring of his guys, which against a Remy Martin is going to hurt him. Break the tie, Chad Nolan. Now, we know they're in the regular season football. Yeah, well, I mean, time, it's not – It's not really, line, he hit it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really a, a tie. You guys are both. But, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Providence with the points here. Kansas – I mean, Kansas can't cover worse shit, and that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> like those beautiful girls in Vegas. No, they really can't, man. <laughs> They can't cover worse shit. Next game. <laughs> right. All right. Blue Bloods. But uh, Roy Williams, Dean Smith did a great job developing players. Maybe, right? The only player who could stop Michael Jordan is Dean Smith, they said. Uh, UCLA, they play all year NCAA style. Uh, Nick, Nick Cronin, uh, he has a tough job, right? He has a tough job at UCLA. He has to make the final four. I like him on the money line. What do you guys think? UCLA money line. All right. Is it just me? Yeah. Scott had to jump off. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I like UCLA money line here, I think. They're uh, they're gonna be able to get it done, slow slow down style, and grind out a steady steady low scoring game. I like the under in this one as well. I like the under a lot here, and I like UCLA to pull out the win. Right. Uh, the lack of depth is gonna hit North Carolina because you know UCLA plays a legit nine guys, and they play that grueling kind of wear wear you down physical uh, defense. The only thing they can trip UCLA up. Is it this game is in Philadelphia? And if the refs call a tight game, that's going to benefit North Carolina, but I think they still lose because UCLA, if they get somebody in foul trouble, things aren't going the way. They can pull a Jules Bernard, Johnny yeah. off the bench. Guys are good. They, they have that experience, man. They've been there before. That experience in these type of games is huge. Big time. Big time. One of the podcasts we talked about. Uh, Leading into the tournament, how to bet the tournament. John Laranega, head coach of the Miami Hurricanes, he took George Mason, right, out of nowhere. He got him to the final four. Uh, now he has more talent at Miami. Iowa State, again, developmental program. Uh, very fortunate to get into the NCAAs. They have a lot of losses. Uh, TJ Oppenheimer, he's been a great coach. He left uh, UNLV too early. 
I thought that wasn't cool. Uh, lacks ethics, right? But now he gets the walk. Uh, he's meaning his match here. He's going to get out coached. Uh, Miami has more resources, to be honest. And they have better players. And you have a Hall of Fame coach with better players. Miami wins this game on a money line. What do you think, Chad? I agree. I think Iowa State's kind of been a Cinderella as well. Um, you know, I think Miami's got good talent. They had a great coach, and I think they pull it out. I think the, the ACC has been a very underrated conference up to this point, like we've seen. You know, the uh, the Big 12 and Big 10 got, got all the attention. SEC, which I don't think they have, what, only one team left in Arkansas. Right, Big um, Ten only has two teams left. It started with nine. Nine, exactly. So I, I think the ACC knows underrated here, and I think Miami gets the win. And I like this one to go under as well. You know, Iowa State plays, and Miami both play that. I mean, slow down, um, grind it out style. So I, I, I like the under here a lot in this game as well. Right, and that under is let me just check here. Um, I think one thirty-three and a half is what I saw. Right, I think it's going to be in the one twenties. That's one of those where. You're happy. All right, Chad. Uh, real quickly, uh, last words and fill us in how your pro day win, uh, Carson Strong. First round draft pick. Most people don't get to know first round draft pick. Quarterback, very valuable position in the NFL. And you're now with Billings, the Arena Football League. Yep. How yeah, man. So went good, man. Had an awesome day. You know, there was 29 NFL teams out there. Um, Talked with the Broncos and the Raiders scouts afterwards a little bit. Um, yeah, everybody says you're going to be the Raiders. Uh, going yeah, to be white guys like you. Going to be staying in contact and um, getting some some film over there ASAP. And uh, yeah, I just touched down in Montana yesterday, and uh, there's a preseason game tomorrow that I'm not playing in. Um, but our first real game will be a week from Saturday. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. We got got a really good team out here. We're the you know the number one ranked team in this uh, in this league called the CIF, the Championship Indoor Football League. And um, yeah, so Billing, the Billings Outlaws, check us out. It's going to be a be a good season out here. Right on. We will. We'll have a lot of film. We'll get it out to the people. So you don't have to pay action sports. You don't have to pay anybody for NCAA picks for 58 percent, which is profit. A couple bounces. Uh, we hit it, but we got to see what, what we went wrong. And I think where I went wrong was not accounting for strength and conditioning coaches, who's in shape, which coaches are getting jobs other places. We kind of checked out. But we fixed that. And Dylan's helping us with the research. Number two rule of betting, always do your research. Number one, never bet your own team. So we closed with Winston Churchill, right? You make a living from your labor, but you make your life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC podcast as we keep making you the money. That's why this one don't cost $800.